I, I know myself and so I know my limitations and so I feel like anytime I get to do anything like I'm fully completely reliant on God and I would hate for it to ever just be like a pretty sound if that's what it is and it's not worth it and I shouldn't be doing what I'm doing. This is the Hillsong Creative Podcast, where we hear from creative experts and influencers, the dreamers and the doers, what they've learned and what we can learn from their journey as we explore, respond and create. Today we've got Taya from Hillsong United on our very first episode. Hey, welcome to the Hillsong Creative Podcast. This is the first episode and you are the very first listeners. I'm so glad that you downloaded this and that you're listening and that you're joining us on the journey. I'm Rich Langton and I'm going to be your host for this podcast. And together with my wife, Cassandra, we pastor and lead the creative team, both globally and specifically for me in Australia. If you came to our worship conference, you would know me because I was the astronaut guy. If you didn't come, then you should probably come next time because I'll probably do something just as crazy. But it was awesome. And that's my claim to fame now. I'm the astronaut guy. If you're new to us, you may know the music, Hillsong United or Hillsong Worship, Hillsong Young and Free. They're part of our creative team, but it's not just about music for us and not just about that the musical expression on a weekend, but we have artists and dancers and photographers, uh, obviously musicians and singers and all sorts of other expressions of creativity that form our team. So as a community, we endeavor to inspire each other in our creativity and in living out our creativity as we try to serve serve God and, and, and be faithful in our Christian lives. And so this podcast is for anyone who considers themselves creative. I'm not sure if you do, but probably the fact that you're listening says that you probably do. And if you don't, then I would encourage you to reconsider that because I guess our thought is that the Creator God created us in His image to be creative and in any aspect of life, doesn't matter if it's in the arts or some other area, all of us have to be creative. We all have to outwork creativity in some way, shape or form. And so this podcast is all about encouraging each other to be creative, encouraging each other to rethink our creativity and to grow in our creativity. Our very first podcast, we'll be hearing from Taya Smith. Many of you will know Taya from her work with Hillsong United and her worship leading with Hillsong Worship. But you may not know the journey that she's gone on from being a small town girl coming to a big city of Sydney and and then traveling the world with Hillsong United. You'll hear about her journey, her walk with the Lord, and I hope it's inspiring to you to hear about the way she's approached her dreams and her goals and fulfilling those and also coming up with new ones and living out her faith on the road as well as at home. Gabe Kelly, one of our pastors at Hillsong Creative, will be interviewing Taya. They have a fun and heartfelt interview. I think you'll really enjoy it. But after that, stick around because we've got some other things coming up. Well, welcome to this episode of the Hillsong Creative Podcast. My name is Gabriel Kelly and we are very excited to have a good friend of mine here, Taya Smith. Woo! 
I just gave myself a woo. Yeah, you <laughs> deserve you it. Me. So if you need to do, be your own woo person, that's all right. You're in cheerleader. I love yeah, it. I like where this is going already. Um, Tay, thanks for coming on and chatting with us today. Hey, thank you for having me. We are recording this in uh, early 2018 mm-hmm. and there is a big event coming up in your life personally. Can you just, let's just address that quickly and tell us what's happening. Yes, coming up, um, I will be having lunch. No, just kidding. It's a big event. <laughs> the really big event. I'm getting married. Very exciting. Yep, very exciting. Very soon. But so excited. How crazy. Who would have thought? 2018. It's a very cool thing. It's going to be a great year for you. That's Thank something you. that is obviously you're excited about. Mm-hmm. And I think just continues the amazing story that you've had the last couple of years. Years that have been very, very full. Mm-hmm. Years of God's unexpected kindness and favor. Yeah, And so 100%. this will be a very cool thing. Yeah, very cool. I could cry easily just at the kindness of God at that. So yeah, yeah. but it's okay because it's a podcast. If you do, no one will hear <laughs> so see no you cry. Knows. They'll just, just hear you <laughs> sob softly in the background. It's like, what's that? Is this a cat? Um, I guess it's a bit of that story, not yeah. the wedding story, but the last couple of years yeah. it'd be fun for us to talk about today. Totally. If you're up for that, um, yeah. we're here in beautiful Sydney, Australia. Mm-hmm. But you're not from Sydney, Australia, are you? No, I'm actually from the country, and it's not like. Um, I didn't grow up on a farm, grew up in suburbia, but if you just went 20 minutes out from where I was living, there was complete farm area, like cows, dairy farms, a little town, Yeah, a little town. I think it was 50,000 people. Yeah. It's a little town. Yeah. (laughs) Um, and growing up there, did you ever have a sense of what God wanted to do with your life? Were you, were you totally clueless? Did you expect any of what's kind of happened? Um, not really. I always had a... Um, I don't know whether it's like a pull towards singing. I just always loved it. I feel like, um, you know, mum would always tell me when I was like really, really little, I'd just be running around the house just singing a song, like fully making it up. Right. And she's like, you always had like a little song in your heart and you'd just be super like um, just light and joyful. And then when I was like going through like everyone knows the teenage angst years <laughs> when yes. you like, I hate life, I hate everybody. Yes. I like, still love Jesus, but I'm trying to figure it out. <laughs> um. And she's like, whenever you just like got frustrated or like angry or something, she would just see me go to the piano and um, I would just play. And she's like, you play maybe for like um, 15 minutes, 20 minutes, and then you would come off better than when you hopped on and you would just be calm again, which I think is worship and Mm. just the presence of God. And I don't know when, when you engage that, if you're a creative person, just something happens on the inside. Were you aware that's what you were doing? Was that a part of your like how you kind of worked stuff out? Was that where you kind of developed your quiet time or did you even did you not even realize it? Um, I feel like I didn't properly realize it um, very early on when I was like, um, you know, trying to figure out like what you're going to do in life. And I had a friend that could see that I was like trying to figure it out and just a bit like um, conflicted. She just said, hey, like... I'm not sure which way you're going to go or anything, but like if you don't do music at some level, um, something inside you is going to die. And it was really, I was like kind of taken aback because it's, that was exactly right. Like if I didn't use that side of like who I am and the way God created me, then it would feel like something had died inside. And so I kind of held on to that. And it, I think it gave me confidence in like, I think secretly knowing I always wanted to sing. Uh-huh not really knowing how, like where it would go. And I think always like knew that I would be singing in church. Like I didn't want to yep. be that person that would be um, like just attending church 
and not serving, but I knew that that was part of it goes hand in hand. You serve and you sit and you like be a part of a community. And so I always knew that I would serve within a creative team at some level, but I never thought it would actually be like what I get to call my job. That's crazy. Yeah. So you grew up singing in church, Mm -hmm. youth group, all that stuff, um, which I guess is where you kind of found your kind of fit worship wise. I remember when you first came to Sydney uh, (laughs) because... Well, I was here at the city campus with yeah. you. I was one of the creative pastors when yeah. you first moved down. Mm-hmm. You started out singing choir. Well, I tried. I remember. And it was amazing. Um, always get these emails like, hey, like we'd love you to be a part of choir. Like come at this time for rehearsal and sit in for a couple of times and then we'll get you up yeah, and all yeah. this stuff. But I could never make it. And I, I, I literally made it for one, one time on a Sunday morning. Yeah. And no, that's right. It was a Sunday night. And I'd missed the five o'clock because I was working and I felt like such a fraud being in the seven o'clock choir when I hadn't been in rehearsal. And I was right. like, I don't even know where they're going. God, like I'm so, unde- I'm so unprepared, but like because of my work. So I just, I couldn't do it anymore because I like, I literally made it to one and I felt so bad. And I was like, no, I want to be prepared and everything else. So yeah. I can't do anymore. So I became a youth leader and just kind of reconciled that that's how I would be serving within church at that time. I think everyone is already pretty aware of the story from there. You mm-hmm. started in church and then it's pretty well documented now how you kind of got started singing and fell into the United thing almost. Mm-hmm. And by the grace of God, it's kind of been one thing after another from there till yeah. here we sit. We don't need to talk about that part of the story. Mm-hmm. Um, but looking back at this little country girl in northern New South <laughs> Wales and now sitting here, like yeah. after all those years, um, I'm sure you're as surprised as anybody that all this stuff kind of happened. Do you have any encouragement for people who might feel like they're, you know, stuck far away from what their dream is? Yeah, totally. I would say um, trust is a big thing. Um, I would say you can trust in God and I can say it because I have personal experience. And so trust God because um, he's all seeing, all knowing. And in the Bible, it says like his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. Like his ways are higher. Like, and we can't even comprehend it. Mm. And I couldn't comprehend what he had ahead for me at all. But like all I all I could comprehend was just the day that I'd been given. And all I had to do was be faithful with that little moment in time. Sure, you have dreams and desires. And he's the God who created you. So he knows what he's put inside your heart. And you can completely trust that he's going to, I don't know, continue to work out everything for yeah. the glory of his name and yeah. for your good. Because um, that's who he is and... Yeah, and I just think like, again, we there's so many like amazing lines in the Bible that you could take courage from and yeah. faith from. It's yeah. like, um, don't despise the day of small beginnings. Like whether it's, I don't know, like it's a season you're thinking about or relationships mm. or building friendships. Like um, it's in the small days that like the massive foundations are laid and it would kind of suck if you like didn't take hold of that yeah. And in the time that you should be building foundations and you should be like driving a peg a little deeper and you should be maybe getting a better brand of cement to like hold the poles in. Yeah, yeah. For example, when I first moved to Sydney, um, my Bible reading time with Jesus became a whole other thing. And What do you mean? Well, you know, like you grow up in church and everyone's like, read your Bible, like read your Bible. like, yep. And then you become a youth leader and everyone's like, read your Bible, read yep. your Bible. And there is like moments where you totally do and like you prepare and you're mm-hmm. leading young people. But there's just, I don't know, it, 
this was like this switch that just turned off. Like when I came to Sydney, I had nothing else. I didn't have family properly down yeah. here. I've come down and I'm like, okay, God, I didn't even have a job. Like these, I laid it out, laid out my request before him and said, I'm believing that like, this is a God thing. I felt like I was meant to come down. I right. think I was like, this is a new thing of like trusting the Holy Spirit yeah. and going, felt like, felt right. Everyone else told me no, but I felt it was the right thing. Yeah. I'm down here. I need you to like move on my behalf. But then like I would read the Bible like nothing else. Like, cause I had to cling to it cause I had nothing yeah. else. And it's like Jehovah Jireh, my provider. And I've seen where you've like many times before, like you gave people manna in a desert that came from heaven. Like I kind of need that with like a job and I'm, you're the God of that. Like you're yeah, the God of my yeah. today. And so I don't know, like the things that he like teaches you and like what seemingly is a small beginning actually becomes super foundational and amazing for the days ahead. But it's I just would hate to miss builds off a hundred percent. Like, and there's like time and time again, like I could always, you know, look back and go, that was a time I learned this. That was a time I learned this. That was a time. It's true. One thing that I love whenever we talk and it's come up here a couple of times already is your, your love for the word, um, your love for God, your reliance and dependence on the Holy Spirit. Those things are obviously foundational to any Christian, but it's it's clear that they're so critical to, to you and to what makes you you. Um, your faith and your creative gift and what you do has been on display for years now has it been hard for you to maintain that love for god in the middle of doing so much ministry and being so busy has it been easy has it been something you had to really like fight for yeah um i think my love for god like that i don't think i've had to like fight for that because i'm like i know who i am Uh and like i know that i am like so flawed and i know that if it was just me without the power of God and without the Holy Spirit and without anointing and calling one, I wouldn't be here because like it, some of the stuff like isn't glamorous. And like, if you're not grace for it, like there's too much of a cost as well. And I would also feel like, um, I, I know myself. And so I know my limitations. And so I feel like anytime I get to do anything, like I'm fully completely reliant on God and I would hate for it to ever just be like a pretty sound if that's what it is then it's not worth it and I shouldn't be doing what I'm doing when you do have distractions there's times where you do things well and there's times where you don't do things well and like you're learning how to um in the midst of busyness maintain the things that you know that are foundational and which is like my time with God and I would say that the one of the most stretching things um for me over all that time would have been capacity right? and probably still is because like, um, will you go from like zero to hundred real quick? Like I got to be a part of a worship team that's already been traveling for 10 years and they've already like, you know, they, they have this thing nailed and I'm, I come in and then like, it's just, it's just gone a whole nother level and I have never done this before. And like, I'm trying to learn. And so I feel like, um, it's been a fun journey of like trusting God in the middle of your capacity being completely stretched. Like I remember someone said like, um, it's a stretching season. And I was like, what? I was like, I've been living the stretch life. Like it doesn't, Uh it doesn't stop. Like there isn't a time where like, I love that pastor Brian and Bobby, like our senior pastors continually have more vision, continually Mm -hmm. like are going forward and learning how to not break in the middle of it, learning how to like know that like, I don't know, we can be elastic in the hands of God and like it doesn't have to like break and there's times where like you've gotten probably a little bit too thin and you didn't realize and so then you're just trying to readjust and 
there was so many times like early on, like I, I, it was in the first year that I started traveling with United, you know, I'm in the States and we're doing a tour that we're in venues that all these boys have dreamed of. Like they lay down their dreams to be rock stars and they say, God, I'm going to serve your house, whatever it looks like. And then they get to play in Red Rocks and they get to play in like Hollywood Bowl. And, and I could see in their eyes, like they're almost like teary just going, God, like you will bring us here. Like when we said we would let it go mm-hmm. and this gal doesn't even know what these venues are like. <laughs> I'm on a FaceTime with my dad and he's like, Taya, you need to like Google this stuff to right, figure out where right. you are. He's like, honey, like there's, you know, this is massive. And so then I remember like being in, in like the girls change room in just down the bottom of like Hollywood Bowl and like we hadn't gone on that night and I know Pastor Brian and Bobby were there that night and um, Brookie came as well and there was that like sense of like I put on worship music and I'm putting like makeup on and I'm just like, what am I doing here? <laughs> like who am I? Were you overwhelmed by it? Totally. And All and of like, a sudden this kind of hit you. Yeah, and I was like, yeah. I've just learned the lyrics of the song. Like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And, and I'm just like, I don't understand what I'm doing here, God. And it's really uncomfortable. And yeah. who am I to lead people? Like, yeah. and, and there's just like the kindness of God in like, I, I remember we had like, um, the prayer meeting and Brooke was praying and everybody was praying and like, you know, that God was going to move and it was going to be an amazing uh-huh. night of worship. And then I remember, yeah, like Brooke looked over and like put a hand on my shoulder and then she like grabbed me and turned me and she goes, Hey, you know, that you're the girl for this. Like, you know, that we've prayed for someone and you've come along and it's not a mistake. And so capacity's probably been like the hardest thing because it like nothing it hasn't stopped and when people thought it might plateau out a little bit like it hasn't and like crazy doors open and then yeah. you have like all these like extra tours and then you're trying to like figure out how to do life on the road but then when you come back home and how to like be okay in the normalness but isn't normal but you still have like church life going on yeah, yeah. and then um you get this incredible opportunity to reach people that may never walk into a church through a movie and then you're like filming some of that. And then you're going, did anybody like ask me if I wanted to be involved of like, like I thought like being a part of like church and this side of stuff meant that you didn't have to like put your life on show like you would if you're a secular artist. And then right. I'm like, <laughs> but I still have to like. All of a sudden. Yeah. And like, and then you go from that and then like crazy doors have opened within like the States and then like getting mm-hmm. to like sing worship songs on mm-hmm. like national television and yeah, and then, like, social media happens and then, like, it, like, skyrockets through the roof and then continually, like, there's – I don't know whether it's, like, expectation of other people. Like, I totally don't even listen to it because I'm like, God, you know who I am. I look at you. That's yeah. where I get my identity from completely. But there's all these things and then you have, like, friendships that, like, go through a rough patch because they're, like, you haven't been around for this Some long time people. and you're just like, I, I didn't have time for myself and, like, yeah. trying to figure all that stuff out. But, like, so – all that to say, that's probably been like the thing that I have had to continually learn. Mm. Hey, thanks for listening. I hope you're enjoying the interview so far. The episode is brought to you by the Hillsong Worship and Creative Conference, which is a conference we hold here in Sydney, Australia every year. At the conference, you'll hear from some of our own team and you'll hear their journey, how they're serving God and really how they're being creative with their lives. If you're listening to the podcast, you probably consider yourself a creative too. But even if you don't, 
Check out more information at hillsong.com forward slash WCC and I hope to see you at the conference. Hi, I'm Taya Smith and this is my Fantastic Four. My favourite thing to do to unwind and relax would be sitting at a cafe, reading, coffee. Also, there's this amazing spa at the gym. So sometimes I work out, sometimes I don't, but I sit in the spa. (laughs) If I could have dinner with one character in the Bible besides Jesus, it would be probably Abraham or Jacob. A song that I'm loving right now is Do Right by Glades. If I could only have one country's food for the rest of my life, it would have to be Chick-fil-A by America. (laughs) The full menu selection, obviously. Well, it is great to be talking to Taya Smith on our Hillsong Creative Podcast today. You talk about that jump, um, all of a sudden sitting in the the dressing room of the Hollywood Bowl and being aware Mm. that you're all of a sudden this platform that's being built for... That I, I didn't build. That you didn't build. That's being built not for you, but all of a sudden you're just there. Yeah. Um, and you felt overwhelmed by it, but you're also aware. And we talked before about how everything that God's already done is the mm. foundation that He's laying in you. Yeah. Um, you didn't feel ready for what you were about to step into. Yeah. Do you feel ready now for what you're carrying? Do you feel like God's grace is evident on what you're doing? Do you still feel that stretch of oh my gosh, I have no <laughs> idea, God, like I need your help. I would say, yeah, like a healthy mix of both. As in, at the time, I feel like that's when I learned the revelation of actually like I had no um, hand in putting myself in here, Mm -hmm. like in that position, within that team, within this amazing church. Like this is a complete God thing. There was nothing you did by your own merit. Nothing. Even as a vocalist, you you weren't there just trying to position yourself. Like none of that happened. at all. And so I put it back to God and I said, God, like you've put me here for such a time as this. Um, It's so far beyond anything I could ask, think or imagine. So I'm going to believe that you're going to grace me for this. And as soon as you don't grace me for it, then I know that I'm not meant to be doing it anymore. And so it was kind of quite releasing to do that and to discover that in that season as well of like learning about the grace of God. Yeah. And learning what that is and like learning that you can test it out and like you can try different things and um, never wanting to like overstep authority boundaries like on, oh, course, on a platform yeah. or like all that kind of stuff. But it's actually a sweet space to be in. Yeah. And when you graced, like it covers a lot of things in it. Like it graces not just you but like your family and in that season and you can pray into that side of things and praying for them to be covered even though you're not there and there's like, like full on stuff happening like you can know that the grace of God covers that and is just outworking his goodness within your family as well and like um, I would say there's definitely um, maybe a bit more of an ease to it like after doing it for a rhythm yeah like um, I feel like you I could say you wouldn't like peak as much but then to be honest like I'm still this, I'm still a human and so I know my limitations again. So there's still that moment of like you could – I feel like you can read my eyes because they're probably pretty expressive. And so if you see me before a service or something, there's still that thing of like I'm human. Like God, you need to show up because oh, you're the only reason why like people yeah. 
come and you're the only reason why people would leave changed. Yeah. And so I need you. And so I feel like the desperation maybe doesn't go. And it good. doesn't necessarily get easier. That's but I feel too. like, yeah. And I feel like your alliance gets bigger. Yeah. And I think that's the test of capacity <laughs> is yeah. when you try and fill the gap to what's required yourself, mm. that's when you short circuit and that's when you burn out emotionally, physically, spiritually. Whereas when you decide to lean into God for those moments, yeah. that's when you find the strength to keep moving forward. And you know, like, you know within yourself, like, even though, like, it feels like stretching and it's like a, whether it's like a bigger platform or a certain moment that you haven't walked into before, um, but you're fully reliant on the Holy Spirit, you're fully reliant on that grace, there is an ease to it and you know within yourself when you're not striving. When you're striving, it's when you're taking control of something and you're trying to make something happen. And I even feel like in life, you're like, why does it feel like I keep hitting up against a wall or why I'm like, am I not finding breakthrough in this? Or like, usually like, I don't know, it reminds me like, have I actually gone to God about this first? Mm-hmm. have I told Jesus about this before I've told my best friend? Right. Have I asked for his perspective or even just given him the heaviness of this? Cause yeah. he says, you know, um, I'll take all your, all your burdens, like leave it at my feet. Yeah. But do we ever really do that? Do we just like hold on to it and go and stress about things and just go ee? like when actually like he cares about the everything, but we don't do it. And it's like, then it says in the Bible, like we're meant to like let out, um, shape our like cares and worries into prayers mm. and after you give it to him and you pray then the peace of God comes and guards your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus but so often we never let it shape into prayers we let it be the worry but we don't shape it into a prayer and then leave it you know uh, Tay you have been heavily involved in our last few album projects across Hillsong United and obviously Hillsong Worship as well, mm-hmm. which is really cool. You've sung a bunch of songs that we know and love. Um, and a lot of times you're singing songs that other people have written. Mm-hmm. Um, as a vocalist and as a worship leader, do you find it easy to kind of take those songs and make them your own? Um, is there a process you go to to really kind of internalize them? Or how do you approach that stuff? Yeah. Um, well, I love words. And which means I love lyrics and I love that the people who are writing our songs are amazing stewards of um, the opportunity that we have as a church and the mantle that's over our church to bring forth a new sound and a new song kind of like all the time. And I love that they take it so seriously that we have a theological team, you know, Mm -hmm. amazing pastors that literally go through line by line. Um, to make sure it's theologically correct yeah. and what the Bible says. And so there's been this whole massive process that's gone on before it even gets, before to, it even gets to me. Yeah. And you're listening to all these songs that potentially could be on an album and nothing's like, you know, guaranteed that it's going to be on an album. Um, and you didn't even know what song, if you get right. to, even, yeah. even if you get a song, like, so you're like learning the songs, like, and you're trying to get it within your heart and your head, but mostly your heart to figure out what you're singing. And then when someone gives you a song, like it's probably one of the biggest honors. I feel like unless, yeah, unless you have friends that write songs, or you yeah. write songs yourself, you don't understand the labor of love that's gone into, into that yeah. and how much is like people push back. And then there's like a red line through a, a word and you're like, tell me why that needs to be in there. Cause that, that's not biblical or that's not justified. And then there's like this email back and forth and it's a beautiful process. Mm. And, 
it's the greatest gift to be able to steward someone else's song and then to also, I think, put your own story of like who you are and your revelation of Jesus within that song uh-huh. because I know that you can tell when someone's singing something and they believe it 100%. and they have a conviction about it as to someone who's just singing something and trying to make it sound cool. Yeah. And I think that's the beautiful thing as a singer or a musician or a worship leader. Um, you get to go on that journey with Jesus, whatever it looks like for you in that moment. Yeah. And I totally would want to be someone who would bring, yeah, everything that I am to the table for that song as mm-hmm. well and to be a good steward of that. But Is yeah. it just a case of you spending time with a song? Is it you just going through the lyrics a bunch? Is it something you pray through? Or do you just trust that like you'll connect with the song. Yeah. I think, um, again, we're so blessed with the caliber and level of songwriters that we have with on, you know, that's on team. And so this, all the songs are beautiful. Like all the songs are amazing. Yeah. And so whatever you get given, like, um, I th- for me, it's like a time thing. Like I'll just play it over and over again. And then uh-huh. usually like a lyric might stick out. Yeah. But then other times you get songs from amazing wordsmiths like Joel yeah. Houston. Totally. And, it's so intricate and um, heavily laden with beautiful metaphors that you're just like, you want to make sure you're actually doing the song justice yeah. and fully understanding it. Yeah, because there's layers of meaning <laughs> behind each L- word. Layers. And I love it also because, to be honest, like I feel like my vocabulary has gotten bigger <laughs> since knowing <laughs> Joel. But also like a challenge of, um, yeah, words are beautiful and I think it reiterates like my love of words. And then, for example, we're overseas um, in Bali and we're – finishing up the album wonder and we're recording and um obviously like it's layers and layers and layers of music yeah and there's a whole lot of love and intent and purpose going into yep. that and it's like crazy like no one would even know like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of yeah, layers yeah. like thousands to be honest and they work so incredibly hard but then i love that alongside that joel is working so incredibly hard on these lyrics and then so we're, we're there like we're you're singing in like da da da's and then i ask him like splinters and stones so i'm thinking like okay i have a revelation of the cross and like uh-huh. that's what it is but then like there's a moment where like he's explaining actually what splinters and stones is about how it's yes the cross but it's also like another story in the bible where basically where the woman caught in adultery yeah and how jesus stands there and says you know anyone cast the first yeah. stone like if um you haven't sinned and everyone one by one walks away and how he wrote something beautiful in the dirt, but we don't really know what it is, but it's basically forgiveness. And um, yeah, and like he's telling me that, and this has actually happened more often than not, right. where he is explaining us like the song and the heart behind the song. And I don't think you can write these songs without having the biggest heart ever and a revelation of grace and 100%, Jesus. Yeah. Um, and I'm like struggling to hold it together. Like many, like huh. I'm just like, and even though like I didn't get to like, be like the lead person on that song or anything but I was so excited to sing that at any moment in time because I'm just like every single time we've done it live like I've honestly tried to not cry in that moment because it's like this revelation of like and still my song is going to be hallelujah and still you are good and like all this time like through all of my fear and failure like he is still good and he's God and yet he would come and even though he didn't have to he could have just left humanity to you know, our own miserable selves and we would have wrecked everything. Right. But he's so kind. And then I love that even through songs for me personally, like it's grown my revelation of Jesus and it's made me go, 
I want to know the extra meanings of words when I'm reading my Bible. Yeah. And I love it when like you're reading a Bible and you go, you read a, a line and you go, oh my gosh, like that is in the song. Like, and you know yeah, that it's yeah. scripture as well. So yeah. then I feel like it gives you this almost like fearlessness when you declare it over people because you know yeah. you're declaring the word of God and that's eternal and yeah. it doesn't return void. And so even more so you're passionate about it. So I think it's the greatest honor to be able to steward other people's songs. And um, That's cool. That's yeah. a really cool revelation to have. Yeah. Well, it, it's like own ownership and it's yeah. a gift and um, you want to do it right. Yeah. Tay, we could spend ages sitting here talking about so much of this stuff, but we have to wrap it up this time around. So thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. You guys are awesome. Thank you for having me. You are also more awesome. And this has been a real treat. I can't wait. The next time we do this, you are going to be married, which will be very yep. excited. So this could be the very last <laughs> podcast you do as an unmarried person. That's right. Very exciting. <laughs> very excited for what's coming up. Thank, thank you so you. much. You're the best. See you soon. Love you guys. Bye. Hope you enjoyed that interview with Taya Smith. If you'd like to find out more about Hillsong United, you can go to their website at hillsongunited.com. If you'd like to follow along with Taya's journey, you can follow her on Instagram. That's at Taya Smith. So what I've loved in preparing the podcast is that we haven't just talked about specifics, although we do get there, but we talk about the lessons to be learned and the wisdom to be drawn from any area of creativity. So if you're a musician, don't just listen to the musician's episodes, or if you're a writer, don't just listen to those ones. Come with us on the journey because there's something to be learned from the stories and the interviews that we hear across the board. On next week's episode, we interview Stefan Kunz, who's a lettering artist and typographer. And you're going to enjoy his journey because he's gone from the banking world through to workshops and teaching with companies like Apple and Adobe. He travels the world as a typographer and as an expert in that field. But the journey that he went on is this surprising God adventure that I think you're going to really love. On top of that, he talks about his four-step creative process that I think we can all apply to any area of creativity. Next up, we have a segment we like to call Food for Thought. And in this Food for Thought for our first episode, we have my wife, Cassandra Langton, who, like I said at the start of this episode, she oversees all of the creative expressions for Hillsong Church globally. That might be our local campuses, but it might be things that you would know, like Hillsong United, Hillsong Worship, and Young and Free. Or you might see some of our creativity on the Hillsong channel. Or if you came to our worship conference, you would have heard Cass speak. I like the word reimagine because I like to think about the gospel and how do we take it and continue to tell the same story again and again but in ways that are like twisting a diamond and you go, can you see it yet? Can you see it? Can you see it? And all of a sudden because of the arts and the creativity that we bring to the table, people have a new revelation of who Jesus is or what he's like or the purpose of worship or the role of creativity or um, they find value and esteem or meaning in life because of what we present as a team. Thanks for joining us on this first episode of the Hillsong Creative Podcast. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe on iTunes or you can check us out on YouTube and we look forward to the next episode.